0: Hey Don't you know Why I love MMA so much. It's pretty neat. Is that is 100 percent true, but it's also
1: brought him into the pen and he just like immediately came up to me and i was sitting on the bench and he put his two paws on my shoulder and then looked into my soul (laughs) and then i looked at ashley and she looked at me like can we get him yeah like yeah yeah we can get him but he looks like the grim so serious black made made sense yeah and then it was just like ashley wanted a second dog for her birthday years later and i was like well i guess you have to Keep the same theme. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Even though she's not really a Fleur in spirit. I mean, she is Fleur, but she's not Fleur Delacour. Very blonde. Very blonde. Yes. Very pretty. uh, Very pretty. She's more of a Bellatrix in terms of her personality.
0: (laughs) I totally understand that, having met both of them, did you have uh i recall- I remember your three queensland healers uh from yeah. from earlier in our days
1: were their names themed your those three dogs? I don't remember uh the oldest one was named Foster because it's an Australian cattle dog, and Foster is Australian for beer, or as we would say, Foster's Australian for dog. <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> uh rocky don't know where that came from um you would think well it could have been Rocco like Rocco's modern life but no we weren't that we weren't that creative and then the Hmm. third one the youngest one was already previously named Ledoux for the not so well remembered country artist Chris Ledoux um and we rescued him from a person who was abusing the dog and then we just never changed the name Because you don't really do that with a dog that already knows, like, hey, this is my name. Yeah. Um, So there you have it. You should have changed it to Lebeau. Lebeau? (laughs) Yes.
2: As in Remy Lebeau. Remy Lebeau.
1: Yeah, actually, that's a really good poll. And I wish I had known you at that time.
2: (laughs) It's close enough in name, right? Did you get a new dog? Is that what we're talking about? No, no, no. Okay, good. Naming conventions. Remy Lebeau, for the uninitiated, is Gambit's name gambit of course the only x-men x-man
1: the only member of
2: the only member of the
1: x-men who is worth talking about or thinking about i mean he's a total badass and i remember when uh channing tatum was rumored to play him in a movie and i just don't think that ever (laughs) materialized because he Mm -hmm. is from louisiana believe it or mm -hmm. not and i think it was one of a, a passion project similar to ryan reynolds wanting to play deadpool except Ryan Reynolds kind of is Deadpool,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: um, in terms of his persona and his uh, snarkiness level, I guess you would say. My my brother and I have a concept. For, this is,
2: again, for the, you know, millionth time on this show, how nerdy I am. My brother and I have a concept for a pretty sort of gritty, like, origin-ish story, Disney Plus series for him, kind of set in the the Louisiana backwoods and, and the the dark alleys in new Orleans as it were. And, okay. uh, I, I do think, I do think if I know that somebody at Disney knows that, right. And <laughs> and has at least kicked it around, but I, I do think there's a, a good show there
0: somewhere. Yeah. Somebody at Disney knows something. Cause Hocus Pocus two was pretty
1: good. <laughs> Did either of you guys watch that? Uh, we any... watched it on Saturday cause uh, it's, yeah, on, I... it's on Disney plus. Mm-hmm. I want you to answer that question for me. I'm going to say yes, you watched it.
0: I don't think you did. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did. Eh, you're not a musicals guy. I guess it's not really a musical
1: anyway. Yeah, it's it's it has music elements. It's got music elements, but it's not a full on musical. Much akin to the first one. It's not a full on musical, but there are some memorable songs. Yeah. Is the There's, horse lady in it? Uh, Yes, she is. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) SJ got her. (laughs) Fucking got her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, something that I noticed, Aaron. Did you notice anything specific about Hocus Pocus two in terms of how they shot the cinematography? How they shot the cinematography. Yeah, one thing that really stood out to me. Did Uh, they frame shots similarly? I I literally can't wait to get the fucking close-ups of the three witches. <laughs> <laughs> there were no close oh. Hey, it's like magic. <laughs> Do you believe in magic? <laughs> I believe in this wide angle shot. That's what I believe in. <laughs> Soft focus. Oh
0: man. I want I this is like okay, if if they were going to remake something that with a trio, I want a three amigos. With Chevy Chase and Steve Martin and Martin Short, they're all still alive. They're all geriatric assholes, and they're all still funny as fuck. Aren't they all still alive? They are still alive. He's just saying he
1: wants a reboot. What you want is you want Ghostbusters Afterlife, but three amigos. That's what you're saying.
0: I suppose so. And you know what? There's probably three comedians out there that would do really, really well. I think Felipe Esparza, like right off the bat, I think he'd be a fucking hilarious three amigo.
2: <laughs> Ghostbusters 1 is not a good movie. There, I said it. Wait, so uh... you prefer Ghostbusters 2? No, I don't prefer any of the Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you have pets growing up, Dom? I had
2: a, believe it or not, potbelly pig. Hell yeah.
1: Nice. Named. Come please, on, babe. please don't say "babe." No, 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 no. You're close Bacon. though. Bacon. No.
2: Come on. The other what? most famous pig. Uh, Porky. Pi- piglet. Porky the pig. Oh, I forgot about Piglet. No, Wilbur. Oh,
0: Wilbur. Wilbur.
2: Okay. Nice. Uh, it ran away. What? Aww. That was the by far the smartest pet I've had. <laughs> hey, pigs, man um i had a miniature schnauzer that i loved very much and that was the last good dog i've ever had it turns out i'm not really a pet person
0: so Mm -hmm. fair fair we had we had all of our pets had shakespearean names except for sheppy our my my sister's first dog who was named after the elephant from george of the jungle (laughs) um and then my first dog was hamlet then we ended up with a bunch of farm cats and farm cats, when you just need a bunch of fucking random names, that's so easy with much Shakespeare. You shouldn't Ado, About, and Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been smart. We did like Lysander and Demetrius, Mercutio, okay. Tybalt, Sebastian, a whole bunch of Shakespearean names. I like Tybalt. Uh, I like Tybalt, too. I think it's a fun name. It is a fun uh, name. Yeah, and then we rounded out with Achilles, which was kind of a cheat, uh, only because... Shakespeare did stories of the old gods. So, eh, what you going to do?
2: Aaron and I have someone who named their know someone who named their daughter Aria. Do we? Like recently? recently? Oh yes. yes. Yes, recently. Of course and, recently. And we know someone else who although that person actually is like a a Book Thrones fan from well before the show. Um and then we also know someone who named his daughter Leia. Which is a dead giveaway if one of those people is listening to this show. But you know what? Yep. Ah oh, man,
0: Matt. Oh, uh, we're just we're just saying names, huh? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just throwing if he, names out there, huh? If he listens to the show, then Come on the
2: pretty neat props, podcast,
0: let us know. Yeah, that's funny. I, I like I like it. I don't. Uh, I mean, like there was a bunch of people who like named their daughters Daenerys, <laughs> like before season six. Big mistake. Big mistake. Or, like, are people going to be naming Season their daughters? Eight. Season 8 oh, would have eight. been the Thank bad you. time to do that. Although,
2: honestly, again, read the books, right? She's a 14-year-old who's sold off to a, to a, a horse-bound warlord um mm-hmm. where she is taken nightly, which is the term for inmarital rape, until she turns the tables on him and, and becomes the dragon queen or whatever the fuck. But... Mm-hmm uh your house of the dragons is good Uh, house of the dragon is good (laughs) we can talk about that in two seconds i know someone who named their son ryu Ooh, (laughs) which is funny because it apparently canonically is pronounced ryu okay yep went with ryu real real big street fighter fan doesn't get the fucking name right anyway (laughs) i don't know how we got on this topic but house of the dragon is good what did you guys think of the most recent
0: episode well now I'm thinking about Street Fighter and how Blanca is green. And really Blanca should be white. Anyway. And a female. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> Man, they fucked that up. They did fuck that up. How Most to- recent episode, hot D. Woo. Damn. Yes. We're getting so after good. it.
3: Coral. We're getting,
1: we're getting after it. <laughs> Carl lost an eye. Right, Carl but- with Q. But no, no, did. no. Wait, Carl with the Q was his uh was Lenore's man friend. No, I'm I'm joking. I'm
0: making a walking dead connection.
2: <laughs> I don't think it was his man friend. Spoiler alert 321. Didn't they sail away together? Wasn't that
1: him? Come mm-hmm. sail away. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. sail away. He was with a yeah. fresh new haircut to not give mm-hmm. away his pearly white dreads. Yeah, uh, they're going across the narrow sea where they are just going to fuck. Yep. And, and little
0: one-eyed dude has the biggest dragon of all the dragons now. Yep. Uh, so Ryan, are you a Game of Thrones book guy? Yes, I read the books. Okay. Um,
2: have you read the book that this show is based on? No, I have not. Okay. I downloaded it. I have not opened it yet. And I also have pre-ordered the second one that is coming out in a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, and I am just about through the first Game of Thrones book. Mm-hmm. um having kind of started reading it a couple of times and, and just put it down in favor of other things but I have decided I'm going to
1: sort of plow through the series and you will trust me I mean are you a voracious reader I am okay so my mother who also is quite the reader and I think that's where I got it from 100% where down. I got it for sure she's not well, from like, your mom you... from my mom <laughs> from my mom so you know that she reads a lot of books okay got it uh she 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 had a, the first four books in a in a box set and she's nice. like have you read these and i'm like no she's like take them home and then let me know how the first book is in a couple of days i was like mom this is like 500 pages yeah boom 2 days later i'm like i'm on a, i'm on the second book uh feast for crows um it's it's fantastic i read through the first four books in literally 3 weeks and then at that time the fifth book had not yet come out, um, so I got it when it got released. And then, um, just like you do with any type of content overload, I got burned out. And okay. And there is not another book to read yet in that series in terms of chronological order, but I didn't go backwards. Okay. Uh, but it is it is fantastic read. And just the, the detail... And the depth at which multiple upon multiple storylines go into. I found myself going backwards just to refresh on certain storylines so I could like pick up the plot because you, you go all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's interesting having seen the show
2: and now reading it versus where I've, I cannot think of a, a single other time where I saw the film or television adaptation before reading the book. Um. In fact, eleven twenty two sixty three. 63 I am actively avoiding that show until I read the book. Um, that is an amazing show.
0: was a good I've, show.
2: I've heard the book is, I mean, many people say it's his best, which is saying something because he's, he's written a lot. Um, the the Game of Thrones thing is interesting because the book, at least the first half of it, it, I mean, the show is basically, from what I remember, like a shot-for-shot remake of it, which is pretty cool, um, you know. Well, I'll see how it goes I suppose or maybe I'll rewatch the show and I, and I won't think that anymore but from from what I remember of the show it definitely feels
1: there is a what you have to think about in the first couple of seasons maybe the first 3 or 4 seasons mm-hmm. George R R Martin was like a consulting producer yeah. slash whatever the hell he was uh because they wanted to get hey what's your perspective on this you weren't ex- you know explicitly detailed in this type of perspective or this event. And then he would give the details and then it starts to branch off. Right. When they're like, we're going to wrap this thing up and they have his sort of cliff notes or what he thinks he wants to do. And now of course he's, he's got, he's got the biggest case of writer's block imaginable. And he's just, he hasn't finished it yet. We want him to finish before he dies. Of course. Uh crazy to think about that the first book came out in the nineties. Yeah. Thirty years ago. Yeah. yeah in the nineties. And he we just want him to to get that all out onto the page. Cause I, I have a feeling that he may wrap that thing up a little bit differently.
2: I would imagine he probably will. Um I would imagine he also regrets letting them finish the show the way they did, but that's that's how contracts work. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I also don't know what they'll do if he dies and it's not finished.
0: Well,
1: there's a name- lot of talk about ghostwriters or people that are like content experts that would pick up the mantle and try to finish that. Yeah. yeah. I heard it was going to be Rothfuss.
2: Uh, it could be, although he hasn't finished his trilogy either. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the other, the other kind of example of this would be the wheel of time. You guys familiar with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. That book series is 14 books. And I think he died. Robert Jordan died at like the 11th one, maybe. And I so the last, right. I think you're right. The last three were finished by a guy named Brandon Sanderson, who himself is a phenomenal writer. Um, Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. And, and that he was chosen by Robert Jordan's wife who had read some of his work and she called him in for a meeting and was basically like, Hey, here are his notes. Do you think you could finish this? And he was like, Holy fuck. Um, yeah, maybe I can. So it's interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of people who would want
0: to, but. Hey, if Ernest Klein dies, I'll take over for ready player three.
2: (laughs) Don't you you probably already have enough fan fiction to make up
3: <laughs> the third
0: one. I could probably I need to brush up, I would think. Ready Player 2 was good. But I mean you have to read the books and you have to ignore the movie. Anyway, since we're having so much fun reminiscing about authors we love and music and TV, which is stuff we do on the Pretty Neat podcast. That's right. We could probably pivot that into the other thing that we love quite a bit. Combat sports. Oh, boy. Mackenzie Dern, who was the talk of the town, left with a frown and even a few tears on social media because she lost a close majority decision to Yanji Anand.
1: Did you guys agree with it? If she gets her to the ground and she can't submit her, she deserves to lose. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that pretty much what it came down to? From from where I was sitting, it looked like it. I mean, Jan was punching her in the face. Her her head whipping back at, like, all those jabs were, was reminiscent of Ronda Rousey to me.
1: I it mean, was like, it may be uh, an apt comparison. She definitely doesn't have the stand-up game. No. And she's not so one-dimensional, right? In just getting stuff to the ground and then submitting people mm-hmm. that uh she can just be that elite, elite one trick pony.
0: Yeah, she just got popped over and over and over again. And Jan was a monster. What do you think about Jan, who's now who's number six in women's straw weight? How is she at the top there? I mean, she's got Rose, Carla. Obviously, Carla's not going to be the champion for very long. (laughs)
3: Because
0: you got Zhang Wei Li taking that shit. Mm -hmm. But what do you think about like a Yan versus Zhang in China? (laughs) Like, for the women's straw weight, it has to be a Chinese women champion. That would be fucking crazy.
1: If it's Yang versus Zhang, it's Zhang.
2: I think both of the fighters that we saw on Saturday
1: could beat Rose Namajunas. I I don't think you're wrong. wrong. Mackenzie Dern can beat anybody on the ground. Yeah. I'm not saying I would pick them. I'm
2: not saying they will. I'm just saying either of them can. And I think really anybody in the top seven can beat Rose. Carla, you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how she looks. None of us expect her to win. Um, I don't think she's favored in that fight. Do you know? Does
0: anyone know?
1: Oh, she's definitely not. She should be.
0: So. Yeah, John, we'll bring it up after this. I I don't know. I, I I would, I would, that Mackenzie Dern shows up against the, the Rose that fought against Carla. Definitely beats that Rose. But the Rose prior to that, who beat Zhang twice. Uh, I, I think Rose would give her a good run because Rose Rose does know how to, to create some distance, and she's got a tons of submissions. So I think Rose would actually give Mackenzie more trouble than Jan would. I think Jan would beat the shit out of her. Um, no out of problem. Rose? Out of Rose, yeah. But I think Rose would, would, would probably handle Mackenzie the majority of the times they fought but that's still the thing like we've said a hundred times and everybody has before about rose that it just depends on who shows up and that last rose does not beat that mckenzie um but the rose prior to that and three fights before that would um but we i guess we're gonna see what kind of hunger she has yeah whenever she comes back does she have a fight announced yet rose i don't, I don't think, think so, so. huh I wonder who that'll be.
1: I don't know. Pull up them raking son. Uh, yeah.
2: Um, she's probably looking at well, uh, does she get a title rematch? Because it's either gonna be Carla uh Jean, Marina Rodriguez or Jessica Andraj, maybe.
0: Maybe Marina hmm. Rodriguez. That might I think be it's,
2: it's probably not fair to Rose to let her fight Jan right now. Or to let Jan fight her, I should say.
0: Yeah, I think Jan should fight Andraj. I think that would be interesting.
2: Okay. Yeah, that'd be four and five. That makes sense.
0: That'd be fun. They both are aggressive. They're both hit really fucking hard.
1: Or maybe you just give Rose the winner of Carla Zhang. So Marina Rodriguez should get she just she beat both Mackenzie Dern and Jan Zhao Nan. Why wouldn't she get why wouldn't she get the the winner of Carla and Zhang? Or have Maybe. her fight Rose.
0: I think she should fight Rose.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Yan Nan fights uh, Andraj. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of pronunciation.
0: Yeah. And you know what? The division really isn't that interesting. <laughs> like below that. Like below the top five, six. There's not a lot of conversation. Like I think Carla and Zhang are so far ahead. In yeah. terms of their own disciplines, that it takes an a, a uncommon mistake on their part for them to lose, more so than one of these great people to rise up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, So I guess it wasn't really that consequential of a fight, Uh but there weren't too many consequential fights on this card i found it interesting that all dana white gave uh fight bonuses to all of the prelims which makes sense since like none of them went to fucking decision and the entire main card went to fucking decisions (laughs) although Alexei olenek and a lear beefy latifi
1: (laughs) why don't you just change your name dude you are beefy (laughs) you continue to get beefier Mm mm-hmm you his shape his he's, shape
0: change is
2: so bizarre over time. He's beefy at least in the the pictures. He he's not
0: fat. He's just he, beefy. He used to fight at welterweight,
1: didn't he? No, no, no. You're thinking of a different guy. But uh, Al LaTifi did for a period of time fight at 205, but it probably took <laughs> all yeah, of the juices to be squeezed out to get to 205. Yo, um, I
0: think he fought lighter than that. I'm almost positive. I'm like very close to positive that he at least fought middleweight. Like no, I he, remember seeing him at light heavyweight, going, "Wow, he got big."
1: I think you're thinking about the guy who has the nickname of the prototype, who used to fight at middleweight. No, and not, you said welterweight,
0: not Jake Collier.
1: Yeah, Jake yeah. Collier, the prototype. No, you I think, no, think Jake Collier is what you're thinking of.
0: No, Alier did the same thing. I'm pretty sure Alier went down even further.
1: Though I think he this came out. This motherfucker up. fought Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So he's definitely fought at 205 because he fought Vulcan in 2019, who's a 205er. Mm-hmm. And he fought Corey Anderson in 2018, who's a 205er. He fought he also- at
0: 185 also.
1: When <laughs> Corey Anderson did though. Corey Anderson? Mm-hmm. Corey Anderson was not fighting at 185 in 2018. Not in that one, but he did. No. So he's it, prior to that, he fought uh, Tyson Pedro, who he knows a 205-er. Prior to that in 2016, Ryan Bader, who's a 205-er. Then John Volante, who ended as big. a heavyweight because he's also of the beefy variety. Mm. John O'Connell, who is now the commentator for the fucking PFL. Yeah. Um, in 2016. Great man. Um, whoever this guy Stringer is. And then he lost to Jan Blahovich in 2014 by KO in the first two minutes of round number 1 and Jan Blahovic is not fighting at 185. <laughs> he didn't fight at 185 8 years ago. Jan Blahovic? Yeah.
0: I feel like he did. I feel like he did. Cuz I I I always think that these fights are so much more recent than they were, but they're so not. Some of them. But the only other fight that I was like way excited about on this whole card was the Brendan Allen I like Brandon Allen a lot And that was like He was so close to getting Finished in the first round um, oh, yeah. And holy shit Just to come back like that with sub Was awesome Super entertaining dude I like him I like him a lot Didn't he call out like Comzat Or some sh- crazy shit I mean he's a middleweight sure but uh, No,
1: no. <laughs> Yeah please don't do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I say do it <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. Just feed him. Let him build a record. And then uh, the Bartholos, Barthel- <laughs> the, uh and Trevin Jones. That was Ronnie an exciting fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Trevin, Trevin Jones, who we oft mistake for Trevin Giles, which mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, similar names. He looks like he could be a prospect. He's just not fully there yet. And uh, Ronnie Barce- uh, Barcello's had too much for him.
0: Yeah. They looked really big for 135, both of them. True that. This was a uh, – so, like, a lot of the the shit around Mark Zuckerberg renting out <laughs> the Apex for the night, a lot of that is true. Um, but I so guess a big part isn't of it all is, of it true? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But I guess that the main reason is one of his training partners was fighting But also one of Zuckerberg's
2: training partners.
0: Yeah. And one of
2: don't say that. Don't say training partners. Thank you. So (laughs) I didn't want to have to be the one.
0: Cool. Yeah. (laughs) People who train while he watches and tries. Um, But Mark Zuckerberg's favorite wife's favorite fighter is Mackenzie Dern. So they wanted to go watch Mackenzie Dern. That was like the whole reason they went and she lost.
2: And so. Dana, Dana White was faced with selling no tickets or renting the place out. So you may as well rent yeah. it out to Zuckerberg.
0: Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder, well, and the bar is open, if I recall correctly, with the price of admission. That's what it said. So I wonder how much money he actually did or did not make. He probably charged him double whatever he makes on a normal one. That's what I would think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Upcharge for the privacy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hmm. Um I was thinking about that.
2: There really is no amount he couldn't pay, so it kind of doesn't matter, right?
0: Yeah. No, not like, really.
1: Is this a reasonable price? Nah, fuck it.
0: It was kind of a weird COVID throwback though not having a crowd again. Cuz even yeah. the Apex ones that are smaller, now that they have crowds again, at least are kind of exciting
2: mm-hmm. with that
0: crowd momentum. So maybe that kind of was what withdrew me from being as entertained as normal. Was I didn't really have the crowds going on. I would just hear uh you know, one of the commenters here, Brendan Fitzgerald, go oh, and then I'd look and it'd be nothing. Like the crowd reacts to um, <laughs> the shit better sometimes.
1: <laughs> but you know what was funny is the period of time where we had a uh, DC in there when there was no audience, and because he talks so loudly that the yeah. fighters are picking up on his goddamn commentary. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, but also hilarious at the same time. Mm-hmm. I would take it. DC gonna, I
0: guess, ref a WWE match between. I saw that Brad Riddle and uh, former UFC's Brad Riddle. Riddle. Riddle, uh,
2: <laughs> isn't he still in the UFC? UFC, probably. No, no he is. Been... He... No, he's Brad... he's on a card coming up.
0: No, you're you guys are thinking about Brad Riddell. I'm thinking about Brad Riddle.
1: Who is Brad Riddle? What in the fuck the are wrestler, you talking about? The WWE Brad wrestler. Riddle, not Brad Riddell, the the City Kickboxing yeah. fighter. The fuck? Is his name Brad?
0: Is his name just not fucking Brad? Is that the problem here? <laughs>
1: w- so Brad Riddell is a New Zealand mixed martial artist. That's the only thing that comes up when you do a Google search when you try and type it out as a riddle. Matt like Riddle. Riddler, Matt I feel riddle. stupid. Matt Riddle. Who is okay. Matt Riddle?
0: Matt Riddle, WWE. He used to be in the in the UFC, but he was kicked out for for marijuana.
3: Mm, he was
0: like he was one of the hottest prospects uh, at the time when he came into the UFC. Where's his record? Let's go to Matt
1: his Riddle. Don't get me started on hot prospects.
0: Look at that. That's so he won on the Ultimate Fighter finale. He was not a finalist, uh, but then he was in the UFC all the way up through UFC 150. Yeah, UFC on Fuel Barao versus McDonald. So he was in the UFC for almost four years, but no contests all overturned because of marijuana.
1: No way. Yeah, UFC on Fuel. Wow, throwback. Whoa, that's right? less than that was less than ten, ten years ago.
0: Ah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Good things. What?
2: Just the UFC being on Fuel TV, right? <laughs> Is
3: Fuel
2: TV. There's just so much there. You know, <laughs> no longer in existence. Okay. Honestly, the legitimacy that being so. Tied in with
1: ESPN offers is, I don't think can be understated. No, I mean it's like a automatic credibility that you attach to your sport or at least the brand. Because honestly, like we say we're a combat sports and other pretty neat things podcast, but we're a UFC and other pretty neat things podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And sometimes other notable combat sports but primarily UFC.
0: Is this right? Is that is there really the next UFC fights are not this Saturday. They're no, next but, Saturday. Yeah.
1: yeah, two weeks. And then, and then the week after is uh is the big Abu Dhabi card.
0: And they've only filled four fights for the entire card so far. Is that right? That can't be right. That's all it's on, on the
1: UFC website. That's
0: well we can't make P M P picks.
1: No. Not Would we that. even want to? Yeah, no. nor should we make PNP <laughs> picks for UFC fight night Alexa Grasso versus Vivian because <laughs> It's not pronounced Araujo, FYI. It's Ata Ujo because <laughs> she's Brazilian. Isn't the most
2: interesting fight here the Victor Henry, Rafael Azunzkao one?
0: Probably.
2: Victor Henry coming off the Ultimate Fighter, right? I brought is up that where he's... No,
1: that's not where he's from. Victor Henry just looking like he is in a Creed tribute band tribute brand <laughs> as, yep. a, as a front man. Yeah, I'm here for it.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: What can I get that's less than a Nickelback? <laughs> he's the singer of Pennyback. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd thought of this... Before we were recording tonight, that there might be an, a moment in which we couldn't really like make picks. Not really okay. that we couldn't make picks, but just that there wouldn't be much to make. I mean, we can yammer on about 280 as much as we want, or other I,
2: sports. I'd much rather talk about 280 than a arahow whoever, <laughs> whoever she's fighting, whose name I already forgot. Araujo.
1: Uh-huh. against Was who? Uh, Alexa Grosso. Yeah, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I wound up bringing up a list of pretty much every nickname
1: in the UFC ever. Oh. Because I thought it <laughs> Look at how many the hammer... Look, there's multiple the hippo. Oh, no, it's the same guy. I was about to say, the hippo? hmm Two, three hitmans?
0: I pulled from a couple of lists, so there might be a lot of duplicates. But I actually was thinking to myself that it would have been... Re- what I didn't know that Tim Sylvia was the main EAC, like from Maine. That's hilarious. Good God, man! Um, my wife was tossing around work Halloween ideas. You know how like they dressing do like
1: up for work for Halloween. Yeah,
0: yeah, they do like crazy sock day and crazy hair day or all Halloween stuff.
1: Crazy sock day.
0: Yeah, whatever it might be, work appropriate. And I was just like, Well, you, I wish you could do crossover costumes like Malcolm X Wing (laughs) or, or things like that, which we used to throw around all the time.
1: We need to pause and give, uh, give praise to Mark Miller, whose nickname is the Meat Missile.
3: Mm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great nickname. I love, I, I love an alliterative. Nickname the meat missile, the meat missile,
0: yeah. The pink pounder that's not as good. <laughs> Come on, I think. See, the meat missile and the pink pounder need to get together and have a polish, a polish
1: connection. So many Pol- polish <laughs> connection, polish Polis experiment, polish hammer, the polish pistola. God, that's good.
0: <laughs> I forgot Patrick Cote was also a predator. Huh, and the whole reason I brought all of this up was like it'd be fun to like do mashup things and like try and you know like
2: Matthew Riddle the Riddler.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he was the Riddler. Uh, I was, and I was just like, maybe you can mix them up and try and guess who they are. Our
2: our nicknames. I'd be terrible at that game. Our nicknames, kind of the last vestige of the UFC on Fuel TV.
1: but i mean boxing does that as well i think it's more of a combat sports type of yeah. trope yeah that's fair um so what? well
2: canelo doesn't i mean canelo is a nickname but that's kind of a the triple g i guess is sort of a yeah. thing floyd mayweather had two <clears throat> um did pacquiao ever have a nickname he probably did
0: yes he
1: had to have pac-man
2: yep that's right man yeah the gypsy king um Hmm. anthony joshua they just he just goes by aj i don't know if Usyk has one um Hmm. yeah i guess there's some good ones venom page is really good violent bob ross
0: when you just like literally make your nickname some what you look like like violent bob ross
1: Violet Bob Ross also got arrested for assault. Yeah. <laughs> War, no and War Machine, right below him, is in prison now for murder. <laughs> uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, Uncle Creepy. Oh, man. I remember when he left. Uncle Creepy is probably the uncrowned flyweight champion that never was. Because <laughs> remember how he beat Demetrius Johnson for the inaugural belt? Well, they they had a draw. Um, but it shouldn't have been a draw. They actually added the scorecards wrong and Ian McCall should have been the winner. Um, How but it never does that happen. It never, it, there's a whole, th- there's a number of things you can read about it. It's pretty fucking crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think uncle creepy was, was pretty underrated. <laughs> I'm going to go to UFC Ju 80. Um, did I tell you so we talked a little bit about Wizarding World of Harry Potter? My wife went and she brought back Fizzing Whisbies. How are they? Uh they're delicious, first of all.
1: How fizzy are they?
0: They're very fizzy. Um, if you get uh, the opportunity to waste a bunch of money on some chocolate <laughs> filled with pop rocks, do it. Is that what the, really, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Effectively that's what it is. But um when we uh when we were eating them, we were seeing a lot of living spaces commercials, and now we keep on going fizzing whispies. And like that is all we do like randomly throughout the day is just kind of look at each other and just be like, busy
3: whispies.
1: <laughs> we just can't. It, it, it's good to have those things in your life. Mm-hmm. Like we are farmers. Farmers only. Yep. Farmers only
2: well then, let's look at two ways where minutes. where you don't have to be lonely because it it kind of seems like doesn't that sort of imply that if you are a farmer, loneliness lonely. is your your only option,
1: <laughs> solitude.
0: Nobody else is going to wake up at four thirty with you, <laughs> except that goddamn rooster. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and maybe you're not into cock. <laughs> Maybe you're a pink pounder looking for a place to park your meat missile.
2: <laughs> there it is.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Head on over to farmer.farmersonly.com. <laughs> so Al Jermaine, uh, actually was recently on a podcast and was asked about his thoughts on Piotr Jan and Sean O'Malley. And he actually thinks quite similarly to what we do, which is that um, Sean could touch him up and uh, it could be a really, really difficult, battered night for Piotr. That that he could get it put on him, and Aljamain seems to think the Sugar Sean has what it takes to do that.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: I guarantee Piotr Jan will not end with a scratched cornea.
0: I think you're probably, right. or at
2: least this—that is not how this fight will end. That's a bold prediction.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Even Sugar Sean called himself out on that. He's like, look at these guys' records. And who do what do I got? I got I beat Pedro Munoz with a no contest.
2: <laughs> Man, Sean at plus 310. Uh. And Charles at plus 145. And frankly Dillashaw at plus 140. That feels like an easy $50 parlay. <laughs> Don't take my gambling advice, but I, please don't. Show, so, show some respect to Charles Oliver and TJ Dillashaw. I guess that's not disrespectful to TJ Dillashaw. It is disrespectful to Charles Oliver.
0: Yeah. Is it disrespectful to Charles? Yeah, yeah, it straight yes. up is. I, I was going to say, could you argue that Islam is really worth that? But even if you look at Islam's record, it's just, it's it's not the same people, period. I mean, Charles Oliveira has Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier. Come on, and Islam. Wow, yeah, I went away. I don't know how to open it. I don't. I can't even bring up his record. Why? Because nobody's on it. Bobby Green. He beat Bobby Green. Like, come on. No. And I love right. Bobby King Green. But that is not Charles Oliveira, please. I think Charles Oliveira has a very good chance of winning this. I would even go so far as to say he might be my initial pick. Um, I also think TJ is probably my initial pick on that. And I think Sean is going to show us something. You know, I think you're right, Dom. It's not crazy. It's not as crazy
2: as some of the gambling advice they've given on this show. That's for sure. Um no. I just think Charles at plus one one forty five. That's cra I mean this ESPN has him at plus one fifty. What are we talking about?
3: hmm What
0: about Benil Dariush and Mateus Gamrat? I don't know.
2: But Benil, another likable underdog there. Yeah. Benil that's, is another again.
3: Likeable.
2: Gamrot's looked really, really good lately. But mm-hmm. Benil is no pushover. We'll see how he comes back from injury. I, I uh, again, a small flyer, Benil, O'Malley, Dillashaw, and Oliveira is not, it's not absurd. Mm-mm. Benil would be the one I'd be most worried about, actually. Although, because as I just said that, he's going to be the only one who.
0: And look at Caitlin Jukagian, also, also the underdog. What is the deal with this main card? This whole main card, you could parlay. All underdogs, and it wouldn't be crazy. It just wouldn't. When we're not saying that's what you should do, it just wouldn't be crazy. It it just wouldn't. Nope. Because I mean, I I don't I I mean, Manon Farrow has looked great. Caitlin Jekavian has looked better, and and you know what? She's a really really great gatekeeper up there, um, and women's flyweight. And uh, I don't, I don't see Manon with a minus two hundred favorite. I think that's too far away. So, wow! Can you believe that, Ryan? Like, ev- like the underdogs here are just insane. Benil, underdog.
1: I mean, TJ. I can, I can see it. TJ should be an underdog. Yeah. Yeah, Aljamain's the champ. And and TJ is is facing some things that I mean maybe we're not addressing. Somewhat of an advanced age, he's what? He's he's 37.
0: 38, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. 37, he's coming off a knee injury. hmm If his strength is wrestling, Algernane's strength is also wrestling. Algermane has the advantage of youth, probably has better endurance. Um, I do think TJ is a better striker 100%. I think mm-hmm. in overall, he's a, a better overall talent of mixed martial arts, but Al Jermaine's strength in wrestling and getting the back and going for the submission is more dominant. So it's going to depend on how his ability to defend that is going to go. I think Al Jermaine should be the favorite. I think Peter Yawn should be the favorite. Peter Yawn. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but should he be a minus three eighty, three thirty no. favorite? No, no, no. no yeah. That's like a a minus.
2: <sighs> it should be it's... the makachev Oliveira line.
1: You're right. It's, it's you're yeah. Right. I was gonna say like minus two hundred, given the disparity in the rankings, maybe, and then disparity in the overall recent opposition. Yep. Charles Oliveira as a as an underdog is what you said downright disrespectful. Yep. His level of competition and what he's done in, in defeating them a finish mm-hmm. over his last four to five fights versus yep. what Makachev has done where that line is based purely on speculation of what his potential is and not what he's done against elite competition
3: mm-hmm. is,
1: is disrespectful. Yep. Benil, I think there's a case to be made that Benil really hasn't fought that top tier of talent. He's just somebody who's been really durable and, and somebody that's been a mainstay in the division and then Gamrod, man, like what's not to love about what he's done recently. That one's a a coin flip. You could, you could argue that either way. I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. I think that's going to be a really fun fight. We're almost 18 months removed from
2: Benio's last fight. He was injured. He had a fight booked against someone. Yeah. I think Um, he had a knee injury, right? Yes. And his last victory was just a decision over Tony Ferguson, which Mm
1: -hmm. today doesn't look that impressive. No, (laughs) that is not age. Well, no.
2: And then it's not like he head kicked him like Chandler did (laughs) or or even submitted him like Nate Diaz. It was a decision.
1: It was a decision. So you took the glass jaw, right? Of Tony Ferguson these days to decision where he has shown an epic ability to come back and, and take punishment and overcome that which is maybe what they're basing that off of. I don't know. But, and then the last one, like Chukagian versus Faroe, I have a lot of regard for Manon. Um, she brings it every single fight. It doesn't result in finishes. Again, at the same time, you could look at it historically. Not a lar- There's not a large percentage of female fights that go to, uh, or that end in a finish. Most are going to some type of decision. Yep. Caitlin Jukagian—that's all she does. She only goes to decision. Yep. And while she has faced stiff competition in that in that division, she is the epitome of a gatekeeper. Right. She's mm-hmm. a she is a gatekeeper, and this is a, a serious test for Manon to see if she can go against maybe number one, number two. And get the next title shot because who else is going to fight Valentina? And I would love to see that kickboxer versus kickboxer type of uh, matchup, even though Valentina has proven that she's so much more well-rounded than just Mm -hmm. given her experience as a Muay Thai fighter. Um, But Manon, just her ability to mix up the strikes and she's more aggressive than what you see in terms of female fighters at that weight class. I like her. I think that's an appropriate uh favor. And while she might not get the finish, she's definitely gonna go for it every single time. Where I, I don't see Caitlin really going for finishes. She's just trying to win the fight, which yep. is not wrong. I don't want to say that's wrong. No. Nah. You should be trying to win the fucking fight, but as spectators, we wanna see we wanna see epic finishes. Yeah. Do you want to finish the fight? Do you want to win the fight? Right. If you want to win the fight, that's great. You're thinking about overall strategy, and you should for a long-term career in the sport to be as successful as you can be. If you want to be a uh more of a public figure within the sport, you want to have big splashy finishes. You want to be able to, to put a stamp on your fights and have people take notice. People are not noticing that as much that you're winning decision after decision. But if you go in and you front kick somebody's face off, you're going to get some, some heads turning. (laughs) Do you think I
2: spaced for a second? I apologize. If you just said this, do you think winner of Manon and Chikagian gets a shot at Valentina?
1: Well, Caitlin's already fought her, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin's number one, but you could also
2: make the argument tyler santos should have it has mm-hmm. Kate. Chuk- yeah she fought shevchenko
1: yeah she just most recently fought no 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 shevchenko. no she didn't
2: no she didn't she fought antonina shevchenko oh and she fought them both back to back february and may of 2020
1: yeah she most recently okay. cuz she she was here's the thing When women's flyweight if you are making a big statement you're getting shot to the right to the front of the line because there's nobody else Kaitlyn already fought and lost. Tyla now has fought and lost. Lauren Murphy has already fought and lost. Jessica Andrade, who's now gone back down to strawweight but still ranked as a women's flyweight, fought and lost. Alexa Grasso has not fought. Vivian has not fought. Manon has not fought. Jennifer Maya has fought and lost.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Andrea Lee never even sniffed the top five. Nope. And the rest are, are, are people that have never been... Uh, top five, top ten.
0: Yep. Nothing. Nothing there. Nothing there. I'm looking at the props now. I wanted to see some of the props on on Islam and Charles.
1: What do you got? So you got Islam minus one seventy. Over one and a half is a minus one ninety four. Oh, over is one and a half. Yeah. Unders plus 140.
0: I don't see, you know, I mean, you got Islam who doesn't go very far in fights. Charles. Charles has in his last couple done some shorter fights, right? Justin and Dustin were not very long fights. Chandler, not a long fight. Second round. He probably hasn't gone past a third round in a couple of years. But Charles does go the distance sometimes.
2: Chandler went the distance with Gechi.
0: Yeah, like I feel like this fight could go to decision. It could. Like I'm I'm kind of surprised that going to decision is a plus 255.
2: I I could see this being like Gilbert Burns Hamzat except yeah. except more where, grappling. Where Burns is Oliveira and he wins. It does not favor Makachev if it goes to
0: decision. I don't think it does either. Because Charles is going to look like he's got more control, even off his back. He's going to look more threatening. Even if Islam is raining punches down there, he's going to have to be defending submissions. Yep. So,
3: huh. All I of mean, Barrett the stories
2: coming out of the camps about him are crazy. That no one's ever pressed him. No one's ever really even challenged him in any training session. It's definitely...
0: Yeah. Makachev by submission.
2: The stuff of legend. Hmm. I don't hate either of them by submission. I actually kind of think that's how this thing ends.
0: Look at that. Oliveira by decision is plus 1,200.
2: You see, that
0: seems nuts to me. Because that's kind of what I see happening.
2: This seems like one of those fights. I'm sorry to cut you off, (laughs) Ryan. No, it's okay. Where... It goes to decision, and people actually say, oh, it was kind of boring. Maybe Charles plays it safe and controls the fight and wins that way. But Mm -hmm. I could see it.
0: I'm not eating Halloween candy already. What kind? (laughs) Nerds.
1: Nerds? (laughs) That's weak sauce on the candy scale.
0: It is. I was always a Smarties kid. I used to steal all the Smarties. I loved Smarties. I like the 100 grand bars. Mm-hmm. Piotr Jan, Algermain Sterling.
3: Man. Arlo is that Allen. the
0: second fight on the, the co-headliner? Uh, that would be number three. Dillashaw. Yeah, that is the co-headline. Yeah fight doesn't go to decision.
2: But you said Piotr Jan, Aljamain, Sterling. It's Piotr Jan,
1: Sean O'Malley.
0: Uh, my bad.
1: Yeah, Piotr's. that's uh, that's the featured main event. Huh. Jan
0: main by is decision is the big one.
1: Plus 280. Uh, it's in it the draw, plus 5,000. O'Malley wins by decision? Yeah, that's not. Well, he says he has a good ground game.
0: That's why I want to see if he gets a sub. You know, maybe he learned something from the Aljamain fight and uh, is in watching Aljamain and Piotr I'm just kind of like, you know, what Piotr doesn't have great ground control, at least not if his back is locked up. And maybe that's where O'Malley takes it. Maybe he actually tries to grapple a little bit in this one. Who are we talking about?
2: Are I we can't. talking about Aljamain and TJ Dillashaw or Sean O'Malley and Piotr Jan?
0: <laughs> O'Malley and Piotr. Jan. And I'm
2: not even drunk. I don't um, see
0: that. Never mind. O'Malley's footwork is just
2: so good. It's not going to go to the ground. Hmm. What I was going to say, and I'll, I'll cross over again, Aljamain Sterling seems a lot taller than Piotr Jan and TJ Dillashaw to me. They are listed at the same height, and he's technically one inch taller than Dillashaw. I don't know if TJ Dillashaw is five, six <laughs> in here in the real world. Um, <laughs> a stark reach advantage, though, for Aljamain, and I think the way that Jan had trouble with him in their last fight. I think TJ has that same problem this time. I think Sterling is better than people give him credit for. He was injured in that first Jan fight. He also took an illegal knee, um, a bad one. And I think it took him quite some time to heal from it properly. And um, he made the right decision instead of rushing back. And he looked great in that Jan fight. It was not Mm -hmm. similar to what could happen with Oliveira and Makachev. It may not be so exciting,
3: Mm-hmm.
2: but what do you want? Do you want to win the fight or do you want to kick T.J. Dillashaw's head off? I'm sure if it's there, he'll take it, but I just don't see him being too aggressive because I don't think he can win a striking match with T.J. Dillashaw.
0: No. In the off chance that Dillashaw can't make championship weight or Algermain can't make championship weight, do they fill in Piotr or Sean for an interim belt? Especially if, okay, let me rephrase that. If Aljamain misses championship weight, but Piotr and Sean and TJ all weigh in at exactly one thirty-five on weight, do they move Piotr Jan up for an interim belt, or do you just mm-hmm. let the fight go on and not let Aljamain challenge for it? Because
1: I would could think see you would think in this situation they would have somebody announced as the quote-unquote backup right that would be ready to make weight yeah would be making weight at that time mm-hmm. but who would that be because if if Piotr Yon is I, the number one contender yeah. you wouldn't say sean o'malley you're gonna back up the fucking title fight that doesn't make sense
0: no i, I don't see that either
1: and then yeah, Corey Sanhagen's to too far, too closely removed from his last win. Yeah. Rob, I think, is injured. Yep. Marlon, hey. Cheeto Vera is interesting. He would be the guy.
2: Marlon he, Vera? He would be the guy that would step in on short notice. Yeah.
1: Marlon Vera, that, I mean, that makes sense, but you would have to have him in place, fly him to Abu Dhabi and be like, hey, just in case, get ready to make weight. It wouldn't be crazy, though,
2: to say, say Sterling wins or, or, Dillashaw, whoever, it would not be crazy if Marlon Vera's next fight was for the title.
1: No, no. not crazy at all. So, so that, that's 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 a good call.
2: Yeah, I think you could very easily defend having him as the alternate, but I think that would be out there already because it's not like getting to Abu Dhabi is not the same as getting to Vegas or Texas or Florida. So.
0: This is these two fights, uh, these three fights actually on the prelims. This whole card are going to be great. So I mean, Bilal Muhammad and Sean Brady is going to be a war. That's a great I, fight. But Mahmoud Maradov and Kyle Barayo, whose name I still love saying. Yep. Um, like Kyle Barayo is a beast, and He's then Vol- Volkanovshtimir looked great in his last fight, and Nikita Krylov. Was got submitted by the bear Jew, didn't he? No, who 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 submitted Nikita? Do you know?
1: No, that wasn't recent because Nikita Krylov in his most recent fight just demolished uh
0: Vulcan, uh, yeah, Alexander Gustafson.
1: Yeah, he just he just destroyed Gustafson. it. Was
0: the bear Jew, yeah? He got submitted by the bear Jew while he was still fighting at middleweight. Um, that's why he was at middleweight, not light heavy. Um, but uh. But Vulcan is a banger. Like I, I feel like those two guys are gonna go out there and throw fists. Uh I would I would pick Vulcan in that one myself. Hmm. Um but Nikita's very, very violent. He really has a great ground and pound. Didn't isn't
2: did you just say he did beat?
0: He beat Gustafson.
2: Oh uh, uh, lost to Paul Craig. Who
1: beat yeah, Paul Craig? Uh, uh, Ozdemir. Ozdemir. That's right. Yeah, Ozdemir just beat him up for yeah. all three rounds.
0: Yep, was that, that was that was Ozdemir?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I I can't believe it.
1: Click okay. on his fucking name.
0: Yep, <laughs> that's where, that's Bilal Muhammad's new middle name, new nickname.
1: Click on his fucking name, <laughs> uh, uh, Yeah, <laughs> Bilal, click on my fucking name, Muhammad. His yeah. nickname should be the Prophet.
0: <laughs> his nicknames mm. remember the name. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's good, and he's got a sh- his show with a. Uh, John, John Anik's, Anik's brother, Jason. we called Remember the Show. Good show.
2: Is he the... Oh, no, no, no. It's not John Annick. It's Bruce and Michael Buffer that some people think they didn't know they were twins. Like, they didn't know that each other existed or something. It's like a separated at birth type of story, but I don't know if it's actually true. And also, they're not twins, so that doesn't...
0: Yeah, I don't think so. That
2: doesn't track. I don't know where I heard
3: that.
0: <laughs> I... uh Shamil, Abdurrahmanov, and Jelton Almeida is also probably going to be a fun war. Shamil? When you open a card with heavyweights, you know it's going to be a good
1: card. But dude, like, look at their body types. Click back. So on different.
0: Notes. So different. And Shamil is a mauler, but he, like, hasn't pulled the trigger in a long time.
1: Like, Jelton looks like, I'm like, I can make 205. I just don't want to cut any weight. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know what? Speaking, uh we didn't cover in the re-recap, but I'll bring it up now. Yeah, and we've already looked at a lot of things anyway. Um, did either of you watch any BKFC over the weekend? No, but
2: didn't uh one ben
0: of our Rothwell. favorite Americans, Ben yeah, Rothwell. Ben Rothwell, that's right. Yeah, he made his debut. He won by knockout in the first round. Great fight, yep. fun. He looked awesome. He looks like a bare knuckle fighter he, he does. definitely does
1: the king of Kenosha your nickname says I fight bare knuckle
0: and the guy he fought like just looked like an angry like retail telecommunications store manager who was like you'll pay me to fight someone okay
3: mm-hmm.
1: so oh I I think it's his Ren nickname Rothwell was the bible belt brawler which is great that is speaking of alliteration bible belt brawler that's tremendous. Tremendous. Does Indeed. Bo
0: Nickel have a nickname?
1: Uh, tickle My Pickle. <laughs> so you're, you're out on Bo Nickel as of today. Is that right?
3: Uh, so,
1: I mean, okay. So you sent me a I sent an article. And the headline says, I'm a main card fighter. I'll retire if I fight on the prelims. And then I immediately had an emotional reaction. Didn't read the article and just said, fuck you, Bo Nickel. What have you proven in MMA other than that you three, won a TV show. three professional fights that you have won in epic fashion? And yes, you have a storied college wrestling career, but that doesn't mean you get to just jump the line and go directly to a main card. Okay. No. So I hopefully don't bear- that's just hyperbole and him just trying to be like the whole... WWE type of persona, which is fucking awful. If I'm totally honest, hundred percent. Let's just let's just have honest competition. If you have beef between the two, let it be real. Don't try to pump up the stuff. I don't want to hear it. I just want you guys to fucking fight and Mm -hmm. and not be this fucking manufactured type of drama. I'm not here for it. I don't need any adult (laughs) male drama shows. I want to watch actual combat. The storylines are a plus, but I don't need them. I don't need yeah. them.
2: That well, it's the same thing with with uh, Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, that's that's a fun enough fight without them yep. pretending to hate each other. Yeah, the thing sometimes. here's the thing with Bo Nickel is he he'll bring that action. <laughs> you you want to see a fight? Bo Nickel's going to bring that fight. He he doesn't.
0: What are what that are guy the, is
2: a fucking monster.
0: I mean, like I have a sour taste in my mouth from Ben Askren. Like, Bo Nickel is a more decorated oh God. What are you, wrestler. How, on on what combat.
2: planet are you comparing Bo Nickel to Ben Askren?
0: Ben Askren was an undefeated MMA fighter and the, won for years and years and years yeah, and years. Yeah. He has a much more sure ben Askren record in, of Ben success. Askren,
2: in his prime, gets trucked inside of a round by the Bo Nickel we saw last week.
0: Yeah, probably wrestling. No, 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 no. We, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen. But I know,
2: and Ryan knows, and you actually know. You're just doing that thing you always
0: do. I have to. I have (laughs) to be the. Someone has to be the voice of reason. (laughs) Well, I have to be the voice of of. I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of UFC fights, and hundreds and hundreds of fighters over years and years and years. Probably as long as Bo Nickel has been alive. And he's great, but you have to you have to prove yourself. You you earn it by having it proven. And I mean, he might come in and get fucking laid out by the first Capoeira fighter he takes on. <laughs> you know, Michelle Pajeda might knock him out because he doesn't know what a windmill kick is. But that's it could ins-
2: happen. But that's different than Ben Askren. Who again? Speaking of careers that have, just, I like Ben Askren. I just
0: and he had Ben Askren had a far more decorated MMA career. His striking is Nichol.
2: so bad, and bo's is so much better. That however good it, it is, fights. we don't know. We don't know how good it is, but I know that it's better than Ben Askren's because Ben stood there with his arms kind of up while Jake ben Paul punched held him into a belt oblivion. In
0: an MMA organization for years. Okay, so, and
2: and how long until? And Bo has not. Watch. 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 The-
0: I'm, I'm going to go here. Are you ready? Hey, I ordered the the the, the Bow Nickel trading cards in advance. Mm-hmm. I did. I believe in the kid. I believe in the kid. But he has to prove it. He still only has three fights.
2: I think Bow Nickel gives Stylebender a run for his money.
1: Well, yeah. stylistically
2: that makes sense. And Thank you for, for agreeing with me. And that is, I mean, stylistically, obviously Adesanya is a much better striker, but at <laughs> some point it doesn't matter. I could see that fight going a lot like Blahovich. Adesanya did. Bo's just not quite as big as Blahovic. On the ground, Adesanya has no chance. Now, Alex Pajeda, the future middleweight champ, isn't hearing a peep out of Bo Nickel today, but that's a different thing. I think Bo the real deal. I don't mind. I, meh. I don't like the showmanship, I'm a main card guy thing either. I do think he's the main card guy, though, and I I actually kind of do think he will be on the main card, depending on what is it, 281 that he's at? I thought we said it was 282. Or 280, it might be 282, let's see. Uh, Yeah, he's going to fight Jamie Pickett, so he's going to be in the cage for...
0: Yeah, not that long. A couple
2: minutes. Ninety one seconds. Um they did
0: what you said though. They gave him a tomato can.
2: Yeah. And I don't have a problem with that. And he obviously doesn't either because he took the fight. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think Bo Nickel's the real deal. And I think he uh I think he has all I think he has, I'll say this, as much potential as anyone on the roster.
0: I don't think that's an understatement. He has that potential. He does. He does. He just has to pick a good nickname. And it can't be Tickle My Pickle Nickel.
1: No? no. (laughs) Bo Tickle My Pickle Nickel?
0: That's a good name of of the podcast, though. Probably (laughs) name the episode. Bo Tickle My Nickel Pickle.
1: (laughs) Uh, Pickle Uh, Nickel. No, not going to be Pickle Nickel. What would his nickname be? What is
2: isn't his Twitter like
1: no bickle or something?
3: Uh, I think I think Bo is is just is just kind of perfect.
0: I think it's weird that they named him Bo as in B O, not like Bo.
2: His name, his full name, I actually just read it.
3: Hmm. Uh, bonjamin <laughs> <laughs>
2: yep Dean nickel Dean. Bo-deen. he's <laughs> from colorado rifle colorado His name um colorado is bon- Colorado's a fucking cool place i wish i could move there colorado the is uh rifle colorado is okay like sort of northwest
3: Colorado, it's not too far from the Colorado border. Huh? Which borders what? Utah? Yeah, Utah. Ugh. It's so
2: so a long, a long drive though on the seventy through the mountains to get to uh, Denver. Having said that, if you ever have a chance to go to Colorado, it is a wonderful place.
1: Yeah. yeah, somebody had asked on, a, I think, a show. It's like, if you could pick one state in the United States to live in, no, you know, and they answered, like, I think this, this may have been on Morning Combat. So shout out to Morning Combat. They said, you know, I hadn't been to Washington. I may want to see what that's like, but the, the rain and the seasonal depression would probably be hard to deal with. The number one answer was California, right? Cuz California has a lot to offer. But the very next state that they said was Colorado, mm-hmm. which I agree with. I've been to Colorado. Colorado is awesome. It has tons of stuff to offer and there are many different places within Colorado that you could live and have an idyllic life.
0: Mhm. It seems like it. It seems like it. Yep austin's not bad texas ain't bad have you been to colorado <clears throat> yes no Aaron,
2: no i'm asking i'm asking Aaron. Uh, nope. okay there's no one who has been to both colorado and texas and thinks texas is nicer
0: <laughs> i would
2: wholeheartedly <laughs> understand that no no shot at texas colorado is just like it's so scenic i i got to uh raft the royal gorge i believe it's called um
0: that sounds incredible
2: if you've never been whitewater water rafting, here is the safety training. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, I'm done. Um, <laughs> you you sit on the edge of the boat, right? The inflatable raft, and you don't strap into anything. You just wedge your foot in between like the inflatable side and the bottom. Okay. Um, and she goes, Oh, yeah, they're only like class three rapids today. It's nothing too bad. I'm like, all right, cool. And she goes, uh I go, hey, have you, there's like four of us in the boat and the guide. And she's this little badass. She's probably five, six, 120 pounds of pure muscle. I'm like, she's not letting this boat tip over. I'm not worried about that. Um, I go, hey, have you ever had anyone die doing this? And she goes, oh, yeah. I'm
3: like oh. oh,
1: yeah. Like, no big deal. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Should I be worried? <laughs> this isn't Disneyland. Yeah. No, she was,
2: she was just like, yep. We definitely do. I heard one of the dumbest comments I've ever heard in my life at a backyard party in Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's a cool place. My wife is from there. She's from Colorado Springs. Um and yeah, Air
1: Force Academy.
2: That's where she was born, yep. Yeah. And I I have I have sort of half kicked around looking at moving there a couple of times. And uh she's not for the cold.
1: Really? Mm. Yeah.
2: And much like the Starks, I am of the North. The cold the cold to me is 8 degrees and I've got to yeah. wrap my pipes and shit, no problem.
0: Yeah. Do you care hey. about snow or snow maintenance?
2: What do you mean do I care about it? I don't want to do it.
0: Yeah, I cuz like we've we've had to deal with it three three winters here. And sure. then when I lived in Indiana, we dealt with it more and, and in terms of like thorough lifestyle as opposed to like, oh, it's snowed and it's melting in three days like here. But uh, I don't know if I could handle living in snow conditions again. That's like the only thing that would really keep me from there specifically. I don't think I can do snow conditions.
2: And it's it's a real thing. Um You've got to you got to get those. Depending on where you are, you have to get those car block heaters. So you have like yeah. a fucking power cord hanging out of the front of your car.
0: Yeah, your yards <laughs> destroyed every year. Really good Dubai. beer in
2: Colorado, though. Oh yeah, yeah that's
0: true. Denver yeah.
2: is a cool city. Denver is yeah. a wild city, um, and like downtown Colorado Springs also is a is is a place. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a place. What kind of place? I was. Not let into a bar there because of how big my jeans were, which were just (laughs) normal jeans. I probably wear slightly tighter ones now, but they were they were just regular jeans. And he grabbed the side and like he could he could hold the side of my jeans and turn his hand and get to my leg. And so my jeans were too baggy and they were not allowed in, which tells me they have a serious gun problem in this area because that's obviously what they're afraid I'm hiding um yeah anyway the place down the street did let me in and it was it was fine i was with a bunch of people i didn't want to be with but (laughs) all of that to say colorado is a cool is a cool state
0: nice i'd live there yeah i'd give it a shot why not i think i should probably wrap up i'm uh i'm exhausted from the day and uh that was a fun a fun jaunt through uh mma land with you fellas
1: Hmm yes we jaunted through mma land and what we found were opinions Mm -hmm. and thoughts and -hmm. some feelings
3: yeah
1: i did not really have too many feelings today
0: (laughs) (laughs) and like most days i didn't have too many thoughts (laughs) so it all worked out it all worked out
2: i think it's uh it's only appropriate to say bone nickel 2024
0: Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. Is that is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it You know what?
3: <laughs> Violence really does bring people together. Yes, let get back.